Welcome to RPG Cast episode 423 for the week of April 29th, 2017. I'm your host, Chris Privet here, bringing you RPG, RP Gamer, not RPG Gamer. If you say RPG Gamer, we laugh at you. <laughs> and then correct you and say, please, please don't stop coming to the site. Well, I'm sorry for laughing I mean, at you. Yeah. For a long time, we had to correct people because there was an RPG Gamer. Um, isn't there still? No. No? Is it gone finally? Yep. I'm going to go there. So you're saying we eliminated the competition? Oh, yeah, it's well, gone. No, they were a board game site. Yeah, that is totally gone. Wow. Yeah, they were like a tabletop RPG. Tabletop and board game site. Maybe, maybe they have a dash. Let's try that. RPG dash gamer? There was one of those whoa, for a while, too. Whoa, don't go to that. Don't go to that. <laughs> it started redirecting me to 14 different sites, which yeah. is like usually a good sign of malware. So don't go to RPG dash gamer. <laughs> maybe malware cast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, hi, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Hello. Hi, Alice. Hi, Alice. Hey, look. I'm still forgetting where my mute button is. Yay. Hi, Chris. Hi, Anna Marie. Some things never change, do they? Anna Marie's here, too. Yeah, hi. 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 Hello. Hi. 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 So uh, we should jump in uh, Persona 5. Persona 5, yay! Persona 5 talk. All right, so let's lay down the base. Anna Marie and I are at, like, November 1st. Yes. Or thereabouts? Yes. Okay. And so we can't talk about pretty much anything anymore. Yeah. Because everything we do now is just like giant spoilers for everybody But I just, I made like this massive connection to the very start of the game. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. That you can't talk about. Well. (laughs) (sighs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll save it for another week. Yep. You can't. I'll, I'll save it. For for how about you just tell me now. after the show and then then you can get it off your chest because I don't think we talked see, about it. See, I'm in the middle of June and like a dumbass, I was like, wait a minute, each palace is one of the seven deadly sons. Yeah, you're right. Hey. And I can't. It took me three dungeons to realize but that. Yeah, been, it took us so three so too, here's so. the thing: we've been we've been plotting the the timing out, and we don't feel like we're going to get through all seven based on where we understand the game to end. So it's like, it's just well, the pace doesn't the one, seem to be... One, aren't we in the sixth one right now? No. Okay, so we've got so the we first are guy, in the, the we are in one. the sixth palace that we've explored. We are not. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right, I'm going to work on that. You keep talking about it. I'm going to work on this. So okay. we have... So person. how far are you, Alice? Uh, I'm about to leave the calling card for the first dungeon. Ooh. I've... Mm, not been in a hurry at all. <laughs> so, have you guys, I, I, what do you guys think of the new like Persona Fusion mechanics? I know Alice doesn't have very many of them yet. I um, yeah, I, I only I only have basic fusion right now. So. <clears throat> That's what's kind of got me bogged down because I got sucked into trying to max out the confident with the two sisters in the velvet room. Oh yeah, you because... can't do that until level fifty-five. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, okay. I was just trying to get as far as I could. I think I'm like at level six or seven. I just I just made the one after you make the Neko Shogun. Okay, yeah. So six, seven, and eight take do take a couple palaces to do because the problem is is um, grinding is really, really hard to do in mementos. Mm-hmm. You can do it, and I have done it. Oh, um, Anna, you're right. You're right. We are on six. It, we're on six of seven. Oh yeah. my gosh. 
I is this I'm going to assume this is fairly similar to uh, Margaret's uh, social link in Persona 4. Yeah, so basically yes. the twins ask you to show them um, personas, personas with, with specific a, skills. Uh, yeah. So and so exactly 99% of the time it is something that they will wait. Up until level 5, it's something that is either very easy for them to inherit or something that they naturally get. Yeah. After 5, it gets a little bit trickier. It, I seem to remember with Margaret's in four, was it got? It was kind of easy up to about five again because uh, Margaret's one also requires you to do Neko Shogun, I think, at level mm -hmm. four or five. Mm -hmm. um, and then it gets kind of tricky, and then it gets really easy. Neko Shogun looks yeah. cool in this game, by the way. So, because yeah, like the that. the tenth one that you need to get, you get the the skill card that you need from just playing the game. And doing the well, I think, quests. Yeah, and I think in um in Persona Four at least, uh the tenth one, which I think was a trumpeter. Um Yeah, with a skill that he naturally learns. Yeah, and uh, well he, and he, he either if he didn't naturally learn, you could like six way fuse him with the skill anyway. Right. Because the more personas you throw into the fusion, the easier it is to get the skill that they want. Right. So I see that yeah. you're following the same guide that I am. Uh, probably. There's only so many guides out there. <laughs> I mean, all the guides are basically identical in terms of, like, the suggestions for the twins. You know how the internet works nowadays. Somebody yeah. comes up with something and everyone else rips it off. Yeah. That's probably the way the internet's always worked, but <laughs> I feel but, old um, and, and complaining. I don't know. No one's ever ripped off any of our content, Chris. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> IGN. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they fired him. Mm -hmm. But I'm, uh... I'm glad that I'm not the only one that noticed that grinding in mementos is kind of a pain in the ass. Anna loves it. Me. I don't I, love, I love it. mementos. It is a necessary it me, evil. And it took me an hour to get one of my personas up to the level where it learned the skill that I needed to fuse. Uh, yep. Yeah, if you're trying to do that ahead of the game, that can take a long time because they don't mm. give you a lot of... You know. But it's helping me come up with the money to get that... 100,000 yen to start that one social link so oh yeah yeah so Chahaya is really awesome she is worth every penny have you what um, is her bonus so she starts to be able to read fortunes and so she can with no time taken she can improve your um, social link status with people yeah so, uh, yeah, so it's the uh the Persona 5 equivalent of that little shrine in the um and no there, but the shrine there's a shrine in this game too but that takes time this takes yeah, no time. Yeah, because the one, well, the one, the one in Persona Four didn't. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, you're right. Yeah, he's, like he, she's right. Yeah, did. that was a thing. Oh no, if the one that you threw fox, money at the fox. Yeah. Yeah, then it did. Okay. Um. So yeah, yeah, and so like she starts out, and she can just like imp if you're going to do something that improves a uh, a trait for that day, it'll be better. And then she improves how much money you get from all out attacks, which was like amazing against Memento's bosses. Um, and then, yeah, she unlocks an ability where it's like... Hey, hey, be careful about what you unlock. Some of those are spoilers. And then we're going to talk about the one that we've already talked about. Yeah. Which is you, she can level up confidants without it taking up time. Yeah. Which is nice because there are confidants that you never get enough points for them. Yeah. What? You spoiled the, the Becky one for me and I'm sad. Okay. But by the way, everybody, um, max out the Becky social link. It's Hi. amazing. It's so amazing. Oh my gosh, it's so amazing. That ability is amazing. 
because it's amazing. The Becky social link. Yeah. Have have you have you Kawakami? Have you discovered your your own personal maid yet? Oh yes, yes I have. So it's Becky. That's cool. what she calls Becky. herself. So. Oh. Right. You'll see, Alice. It is amazing, but it is also very expensive. And so, amazing. Uh, but then when you finish it all, it, the money, yeah, that no longer expensive. Yep. And then you're like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. Because I figured that my quote-unquote waifu was going to be the hacker chick when I unlocked her. That's but what I, I want to do, but no, Anne-Marie won't do, let me. No, I don't want Futaba. I want Haru. But then I also was kind of working on the artist guy just because I identify with him. <laughs> but he's never in his spot when I want to hang <laughs> out with him. So here's a really easy way to tell what he's going to be there. It's always the same days as on. Well, I mean, okay. you could just use the map too and press the square button. Yeah, I don't know if you know <laughs> that. But if you go out to the subway map, you can press square and it'll show you who's there and whether you will go up with them. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, yeah. We that stumbled across useful. that yeah. one day. And it was just like, mind blown. Yeah, that, that would have been a nice thing to know. Thank well, you. Now you do, and you're early enough to benefit from it still. So yes. Alice. Yeah. All right. So, Persona 5, thumbs up, thumbs down. So good. So good. So good. Although I think Chris is ready to be done with it. Just because I don't get to play other games anymore. Right. And we're playing not, it together. But I, I also kind of don't want to play other games because <laughs> Persona 5 is so awesome. So See, I don't like, know. I'm almost not sure what I'm going to be playing after this because I don't know what other major console games are coming up. I'll with. probably Cosmic just Star kill Heroin. myself because nothing can compare. So may as well give up. Cosmic right? Star Heroin. That too. Oh, okay. Cosmic Star Heroin. Yes. Um, maybe if it was heroin without the E. Um. So anyways, <laughs> I have been playing Heroes of the Storm this week because Heroes of the Storm 2.0 arrived. And the audience goes to sleep. Yeah, so I, I'll make it brief. There's a new map. There's a new character. They're both Overwatch based. Diva's coming. I like pretty much all the changes. I just keep picking Sylvanas and then getting put on, on Hanamura, which is terrible because no one gets on the damn payload! Yeah, how dare they? What's the um? What's the Overwatch map? Hanamura. That's what she's talking about. Yeah. So oh, okay. the, the payload spawns, and then you have to escort. It's the an payload. escort quest. Yeah. And then because their their um their tower is immune to hero damage. Right. And so the payload has to fire over the wall, and that's what damages the core. The problem is, is people can't get on the damn payload. And I have a friend on Facebook who is like obsessively plays Overwatch. And he plays a healer, so all he does is complain about how people can't get on the damn payload. And now I feel his pain in a way that I never imagined I would. But other than that, it's really cool. And I've been, like, uh, unlocking loot boxes and crafting stuff with my shards and playing with people because there's, Have like, Have you gotten quests. more loot boxes from playing? Yeah. Okay, good. Because I got, like, three different characters up to level five. Okay. So I'm level 100. Can you just get them from playing, or do you have to level up characters to get loot you boxes? You get them from doing... You get them from meeting landmarks. So, like, reaching level five on a character. <sighs> so that means you can run out of loot boxes. Mm, in theory, yeah. Mm. Welcome to the payment mechanism. Ugh. Anyways, um, 
yeah, I've been rocking all sorts of different characters. I'm level 116, and my next goal is 200. Boop. I actually saw someone um, today who was 311. Damn. They play a lot. Da, 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 da. Oh, so, a different 311? Yes. Okay. And then um, I have been playing Ray Gigant on the Vita. So based on people's suggestions, we had a conversation on last week's podcast about dungeon crawling. Um, and I RPGs basically told you on... about every experience incorporated yes. dungeon crawler. And you said, oh, this one looks good. Yeah. So I decided to try out Ray Gigant. And I was not enjoying it at first because I didn't. <laughs> you could say that. <sighs> so here's the thing: to is the this... point where you t- you muted it whenever you're playing it because you hated the music so yeah, much. Yeah. So that was the problem: is is this game is really environmental. So it's about like enjoying the dungeon that you're crawling through and liking the music. And it's kind of like the problem was is I hated the dungeon crawl music and I wasn't real jumping up and down at the characters because like two of them fought in like a really stupid way in a way that I found completely unappealing. But I was like, I'll stick with it for a little bit because I remember from reading about the game that the cast of character changes. So like you basically uh, change parties uh, partway through the game. And so that happened. And when it happened, the music completely changed. And I love the new music. And I really like the new characters. And they got rid of one of the characters that, like, one of the two characters that fought all the time. And so they're not fighting all the time. So I like the one remaining character so much more now. And so, yeah, it's it's almost a completely different game for me now. I like, and I'm enjoying the dungeon crawling. It is super repetitive. Super duper repetitive to the point where there is actually a button that that lets you repeat all of your orders without having to manually put them back in. That's just the mark of a good dungeon crawler. Yep. And I, I actually, I truly do appreciate that. But I figured it's fair warning: this game is repetitive. Hey, remember in Etrian Odyssey Four, I would play overnight by just putting something on the A button. Yeah, you would put um, <laughs> the the stuff that I clean my bras with because it was like the right balance. It was the right balance. Yeah, the bobble. <laughs> and it's just like, all right, I'm playing Etrian Odyssey. Woo! I'll see you tomorrow morning when I'm level ninety. Yep. <laughs> So, that was great. yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it way more than I was for the first few hours. I'm definitely going to finish it um, or at least get to the next section because I'm pretty sure that I'm going to lose some people again and then have to go to another new team. I'm just getting a feeling based on the way that things are progressing compared to the first story arc. So, so you create your own characters like Etrian Odyssey? No, 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 no. So the story of this game is that um, things not of this earth crashed down called Gigants. And Gigants on zero day wrecked the world. Um, and then out of certain nations, certain unnumbered nations at the moment. Um, shoot, I can't remember the names. It's like Yorgami or something like that. Um, possessed humans and were able to destroy the Gigants. So I just call them originals because what they do is between zero day and now they've started to make copies of these things and certain people are able to use the copies. So they're not as good as the originals, but the copies can still fight gigants. And so Uh the way that it's set up is that you start out originally in Japan with like the uh, with the original that sort of like caught the attention of the gigants because all the gigants around the world were destroyed. But 
whatever the the original in Japan did caught their attention because now they're opening more portals into Japan to to get more gigants into Japan. And so the original and two copies are a team of three and they go out and kill the gigants. And then the story flips and that team is no longer available and you're with the UK team, which also has an original and two copies. And that's your three person team. And that's what I'm playing right now. So the the originals can like talk to humans and they are like distantly related to Gigants. So like the Gigants and the Yorigamis or whatever the heck their name is, um, both originally came from Earth. And there was a conflict that arose because humanity started to blossom. And so the the originals were like, it's cool. We can cohabitate with the humans. And the Gigans were like, we're not down with that. We're out of here. But I thought your first original was a human and became an original. I'm really confused. So yeah, they possess the bodies of humans. Oh, okay. So I'm like attuned to my... Original. Yes. All right. And he only works with me and he can talk to me in my mind and he can take over my senses. And if I stab myself in the chest... It's very graphic. I can transform. It is very Persona-esque. Yeah. So, like, the first guy that I play, he, like, throws his not sword. Only, not only do you have to stab yourself, you have to play a rhythm action minigame. Yes. <laughs> and so he throws his sword up into the air, and then he just kind of spreads his arms wide and waits until it crashes into his chest. And so when you set like off you this do. special attack, you do play a music rhythm game, which is one of the reasons why I hated the music initially, because it is so integral to the gameplay and but I didn't like the style of music. It's like this jazzy crap that I just I don't connect to at all. And so that was the problem. That it was jazzy having. crap. It was just, yeah, screw jazz. Yeah, but it was like this it? rocky jazz that I was just like, it sets my teeth on edge. Mm-hmm. And it's not that the music is bad. Like I can recognize that the music is very well designed and has a nice flow to it. It's very. Well I just designed. hate the genre. Hmm. So, but now that I'm out of this crappy, rocky, jazzy music and I'm into like other styles of music, I am much better. Although this, this game story is painfully because anime. (laughs) And I mean, like the kid who, who like houses the original in Japan wants to run away because anime, they never explain it. So like the first two hours of the game, you basically deal with him trying to escape repeatedly. Because anime. And then um, there's like this convoluted story about like how his parents were killed and how the person who found him is actually super important to the story because anime. It's just too neatly done. I'm noticing a theme here. Yeah. So the story is really hokey. But I'm enjoying it. Mm. Because I'm comfortable with this like ridiculous over the top anime storytelling. But not everybody's down with that. So, you know, overall, I am enjoying it. I'm enjoying it much more than I did when I started. And I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what's next. That's what I've been playing this week. Kelly, what have you been playing? You know, I'm sorry. I'm, oh, actually, sorry. Just, I'm actually just looking. I'm actually just looking at the video. It's like, oh, God. Yeah, this is a rhythm game. It Jesus. is. No, it is 100 percent like tap, 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 tap tap and it's like um no keep going with that i want to listen to that for a while no no no. it's um you have multiple attack buttons so you have like um square triangle circle and then you can press the 
um, down button and you get another set of square circle triangle. And so not only do you have to do the rhythm game, but you have to remember which one of those six attacks that it will actually be weak to because otherwise you've completely wasted your special attack, which is really hard to build up. Oh yeah, and there's this parasitism thing where um, because you are using foreign things to your body, um, if you um, go too many rounds in a combat, you will be infected by them. And then instead of using like um, basically magic points, you start using your hit points. And so you can die in combat very easily. <coughs> and you can't get out of parasitism until you end the combat or go into your groovy rhythm attack, special attack. Groovy. Groovy rhythm. I mean, it looks cool though. It is, <laughs> and I do like the visual style. It is very catchy. I I do like that, and it makes the dungeon crawling, even though it's very repetitive, quite nice because I like the visuals. So yeah, that's what I've been playing. That works, Kelly. <laughs> um, aside from percent aside, more years memory of Salsetta. I am about I want to say two thirds through the game right now. Uh, just got another party member. I'm going through a gigantic puzzle tower at the moment. Still enjoying the crap out of that game. I don't know what I'm going to do after I finish this game because then it gets into the Super Nintendo one and the um, one on the PSP that's kind of a pain in the butt to play because it, the load times are so slow. Mm -hmm. So I might take a break from my Yeez Marathon cause, uh, to play through... Uh, Fire Emblem Echoes when that comes out. Okay. But we'll see. I'll see how long it takes me to get through um, Salsetia because I'm going to be on a plane next week and have a little bit of time to play, so I might end up blazing through it. And aside from Persona and Geese, just a little bit more wow. I've been trying to do that in the last content patch there was uh, a series of raptor pets that you can get called falcazars mm -hmm. that have a quest chain okay. to get mount versions of those pets and i've been slowly picking my way through that quest chain but you can only do like one of the quests or yeah you can only do like one quest a day and a lot of them uh, revolve around world quests and if the world quests aren't up for you to complete the quest, then you kind of have to wait a day. And that's been really irritating with that quest chain. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it at all. No. Are you in a... I've heard of it, but I don't know any of the details. So I'm not playing well right now. So. Well, you what it, what it is is that there are these Falcasar Swarm world quests. And each there's four different Falcasars. And each world quest gives you a mini pet. And you summon this mini pet and it'll have a quest for you each day. And you know, the quest involves, you know, doing a pet battle and killing three things in the pet battle with the Falcasar. Some of them involve, like, having the pet out while you're doing the world quest. And I think it takes, like, 15 days to do each pet. Wow. Yeah. And I've got four of them, and all four Falcazars have quests. I like the name. So I want to say it's like six, 
60 quests total. Cool. Yeah, it sounds really convoluted when I say it out loud. Felkazar. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, if you get the mount on each Valkasar, then you open up another faction that lets you get a white Hawkstrider mount. And the way that one works, it's like the uh, PvP faction on the Timeless Isle, if you guys remember that at all. Mm, only a little bit. I didn't, I wasn't really I didn't interested do the in PvP stuff. Yeah, neither yeah. did I. And I'm pr probably not going to do that either because you need like f to turn four, turn in 400 things to bring the faction up just to get them out. And all it is is a recolor of the White Hawk Strider and I, I don't care. But I was only bringing that up just because of kind of the convolutedness of this whole quest chain thing. So, yeah. And the... the Focus our quest I'm on right now is involving PvP world quests, which is really fun given that I don't PvP at all. Hmm. But the things I'm doing to get my mount counter up in that game. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. It's a, it's a nice goal. Get that mount counter up. Yep. So I've been playing Persona 5 as we talked earlier. I played um, also some more Fire Emblem Fakes continuing on through the the third chapter revelations and then um did i play anything else hannah i did oh some 11 but nobody cares yeah <sighs> if you are playing final fantasy 11 <laughs> today and tomorrow are your last day for it but uh there's free dark matter upgrades for your ryzen jima gear going on so go see osim and norg and trade him your your piece of gear that you want to try and do dark matter upgrades on because they give you better stat boosts than the regular upgrades so nobody cares all right <laughs> alice what you've been playing oh what would you want me to talk about first place up uh, fantasy star are you still scooting around vegas uh well i don't really farm vegas these days okay good turns out there were better turns out there were better places to find the stuff that i needed to get from vegas oh like what um, it, it actually depends on, uh, wh which weapon I'm trying to acquire. Uh. The, um, the, the collection file mechanic in Fantasy Star Online 2 is kind of like, um, if you can't get, because when I first played the game many, like many years ago when, when it was still episode one and episode two was, was kind of on the horizon, um, the only way to get high rarity weapons was to basically pray to RNG Jesus that the boss in question would drop a weapon. Well, not only would they drop a weapon, but they would then drop a weapon appropriate for your character. You know, the usual problem that random loot, you know, games with random loot have often had. Um, with the way they changed that was with the collect file is uh, it's only for 13 star weapons, which are outside of old World of Warcraft-style legendary drops, the best weapons you can get. Um, and you're given a... Um, you're sort of given a set of, like, between three and six targets to get. Uh, and they basically... There's just a bar that increases when you kill... Each, well, it says in the, in the file. You just... When you kill a certain type of enemy or do a certain thing. Um, when the bar fills up... Um, the next, the next one you kill will drop uh, 
drop the item that's listed on the collect file. And then when you collect all of them, so, you know, you get all five drops, you just, the collection file just hands you the weapon outright. Oh. So you don't need to, you don't need to rely on random drops because the bar increases for every listed enemy that you kill, regardless of whether it does anything or not. All it has to do is meet the requirements for the, the collection file itself. And some of them have multiple locations in which they apply. Uh, the one that I'm still trying to do, uh, which was retired recently, um, does have uh, uh, an enemy that only appears in the Vegas map as one of the uh, kill requirements, the Vegas Illusion, and it has to be above level 70. Um, but it turns out that the item in question uh, actually drops from the uh, Snow, the Snow Banther, um, who is a lot lower level and appears a lot more frequently than the Vegas Illusion does. So it's a lot easier to obtain that item. Hmm. So I basically, that's what I've been working on. I've been working on just getting my 13 star weapons for the two main character classes that I play. Groovy. They always need more weapons. <laughs> if the, hey, if the game ever gives me a 14 star drop, fine. But they're basically like vanilla World of Warcraft legendary drop rates, you know. They are low, to say the least. Mm -hmm. So that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> so what next? Uh, let's see. Out of this list, Nier Automata. Yeah, so... Um, Neo Automata, I wasn't actually thinking of getting for a while. Mm -hmm. I was kind of going to let that one lie for a little bit. And uh, I actually completely forgot that it was on my Steam wishlist. Uh, and then David bought it for me as a present. Oh, <laughs> yeah. cool. I, I, think I, woke up, I think I woke up one morning to find that he had uh, deposited it into my Steam account. Uh, so I'm just like, oh, well, I've got Neo now. I've, I'd, I'd best start start playing it um all i can really say is based on what i know i now so this kind of comes with a caveat i never played dragon guard all i did was i read the entire plot <laughs> okay so, all right and as far as near is concerned i not only did i read the entire plot i watched somebody else play it mm -hmm. not to completion but far enough to know that generally the kind of style of game that i'd be looking at um near automata to me just kind of look i look at Guard, I look at the original Nier, and I'm like, yep, this is basically just continuing the same brand of complete batshit insanity that was started by the two games that this is branched from. You know, never mind that Nier was already like a spun out of Guard's final ending, which a lot of people considered was a complete joke at the time. Did, I mean, did anyone really see that coming? Mm. No. Yeah. That's... And then, so not only did they then spin, they span a game off that ending, they then span a sequel off that. <laughs> and the only real difference is this time they've actually got someone who knows how to play, who knows how to make a third person action game that are uh, developing it. That works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as far as like actual gameplay mechanics go, I, uh, for that kind of style of game, you can't really go far wrong when it comes to Platinum. So, yeah. Um, it is... I, I don't know, I'm enjoying myself. Uh, it has been a little tricky in a couple of places. I'm playing on um, 
I forget. Is there a select all difficulty modes? For some reason, I don't seem to recall selecting a difficulty, but they're probably there. Hmm. Well, whatever. Um, I don't know how much people have played, and I don't know how far into the plot I am. All I know is that the plot is really weird. <laughs> like, really weird. Like, really weird? Yeah. Have you but uninstalled I... your... Have you deleted your operating system yet? Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> uninstalling my operating system chip. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you get did that just to see what happens? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you actually do get an ending out Oh, of it. good. <laughs> the other ending that you get in a similar fashion is there's an early quest uh, where Jackass offers you some mackerel. Uh, if you eat the mackerel, you die. Oh. Oops. Uh, but you do get an ending out of it. All right. Um, so those those are both on my profile as endings, having obtained them. So, yeah, good times. <laughs> Gonna get all the endings and then um, send your character off to the ether. Oh, is that what happens? I don't know. I don't want to spoil if you haven't heard. I, there's some cool stuff that happens when you do it. All. I know. Well, I mean, I mean, I know about uh, what. Um, Nia does, I kind of figure that there may be something very similar to it. Okay. Because, I, you know, they did that uh, in Nier, that thing where you, you get the final ending and then it deletes all your saves. There may be something uh. similar to that here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm going to keep playing it. I just don't know when. Um, I kind of play it sporadically. And it's actually one of the game, one of the few games that I play that I or have played recently that David is actually really quite interested in. Because oh. so, our, our gaming tastes generally don't intersect that much. Um, but for some reason, he's interested enough in Nier Automata that he insists on me playing it only when he's around to see it. So. <laughs> I don't know what that's like, Anna. Mm -mm. No. Mm-hmm. Persona. Mm-hmm. 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 But yeah, oh, good times. Good times are being had. Uh, I'm just trying to think of anything else. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, so, Stellaris. Um, I know yes. I talked about the, the latest expansion yes. last time I was on the cast. We haven't played um, yet. We really, oh, I know. And it's my I, fault. I need, I, should, find, yeah. I need to find a good time to actually sit down and do that. Maybe next time I'm on holiday or maybe while I'm on long-term sick leave might be a good time. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Um, so... I, I was mostly just working my way through my latest save file. Um, I unfortunately did run into a... Uh, I think I ran into a Federation bug with one of the War in Heaven events, and then I tried to use console commands to fix it, and I think I might have broke things. Whoops. Not like sort of broke them in a permanent fashion. I just The, the way that I tried to fix it may have just had some rather unintended consequences. Not necessarily negative ones, mm -hmm. but probably not exactly. I mean, uh, what what happens is um, when the War in Heaven event triggers, you that's when two fallen empires wake up and then go to war with each other. The War in Heaven is a reference, I think, to Babylon 5. Yeah. Um, Who are you? The, what are you yeah, doing the, here? <laughs> the, um, <laughs> so what you can do is you can choose not to side with either of the, uh, the two fallen empires. And that way, you can you eventually will found a uh, a faction called the League of Non-Aligned Powers by default. Now, I did found that faction, and I had a couple, a few other empires join it. 
Uh, the thing is, is after we killed, I think it was one of the two Awakened Empires, I then left that group because I wanted to go by myself. Um, or it was after I killed the second one. I can't remember. Uh, but I think I sort of had a little bug out and um, some of the wars that were related to the War in Heaven event were still going on between the empires that were left. And then when I used a couple of console commands to try and resolve that state, because it looked like the wars would never end, um, I ended up um, getting back into a federation with, like, and then, like, half the galaxy joining me. So I'm now, like, 55% to a, 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 a federation victory where the threshold is 60%. So... You know, I mean, you could turn around and say, yeah, it's not legit, and that's true. I, I generally don't actually play uh, Iron Man mode in uh, Paradox games. I, I don't really like it because I'm a, a dirty save scummer at times. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, um, yeah, it's still, you know, I still have been deriving a lot of enjoyment from it. So, you know, Solaris is just a, is a nice game to... It, it's definitely one of the better games I've had where I like just sitting down and, and not a very relaxing game as opposed to some of the more Twitch-based ones that I have. Hmm. Um, and then finally, uh, I did pick up um, BlazBlue Central Fiction, which came out on PC. I know it's been out on console for a while. Um, it is the... They have... They did say that there would be no Capcom-style, like, you know, sort of continue release, so there would be no Central Fiction Extend. So I was like, oh, well, if that's the case... I'm not going to get screwed over like I did on uh, the last Guilty Gear game. Because hmm. that one did get a, uh, like a, you know, Capcom sequel. Ah. Which I wasn't particularly pleased with. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely something. Um, I'm not really quite sure what I can really comment about Blast Blue Central Fiction, other than, um... There is a if when you do the story mode, and Blast Blue has a very kind of visual novel style story mode that goes with the fact that it's still a pretty competent fighting game. Um, there is a point where in Central Fiction you start the story mode and you get um, you know you get a you get a little introduction, and then there's a few characters who gather together, and then one of the characters offers one of the other characters an explanation for everything that's happened up to that point. <laughs> And you have, you know, there is there is a yes no one, but the yes option has a warning on it that says this will take thirty minutes. Uh, so, okay. Now I think it will probably end up will being a fairly comprehensive explanation yeah. of the story up to that point. I sure but hope so. You have, you have to bear in mind that there is a lot of it. <laughs> That's all the blast blues. Yeah, so the basically the three main Blast Blue storylines up to this point. It's um, it's a bit complicated. <laughs> I really? mean, credit 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 where credit's due. It's yeah. kind of it feels to me that it's kind of rare for a fighting game to kind of have that kind of deep visual novel storytelling with a ridiculously complicated storyline. You know, uh, compared to something like say, I don't know, Street Fighter. It, it, you know, the, the difference feels like almost night and day when it comes to story presentation. At the same time, if you're a pure fighting game fan, you probably will find the amount of story to be entirely superfluous and you just want to get around to beating people up, which is fine. You know, the story mode is optional, 
but it kind of to me it kind of feels like that's what you're paying money for you know mm-hmm. but what i'm paying the cost of entry is to you know that experience this final final chapter in ragnar's story for the blast blue series so yeah i'm also not that i'm actually not that good at fighting games which i think is one of the reasons why i play blast blue That's me. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, I think that's it, right, Anna? Yes. All right, so we should jump into the news. Oh my gosh, people. Anna, can I stream Persona 5 or not? That's all I want to know. Can you give me a quick, a simple answer to this? All right, so for those who missed it when we covered it on the podcast previously, basically... The day before Persona 5 came out, Atlas put out this message, which is identical to what they told um, the reviewers, which was, um, you can't stream only story scenes, and you if you stream after July something, we will like take down your Twitch <clears throat> channel. Oh, no, no. Let's, let's get... It was, let's... July, it was originally July 7th. Yeah. That's why everyone used to spam 7-7 in yeah. Persona streams. And so, you know, we will take down your Twitch channel. We will copyright no, no, no. strike Here, your Let me YouTube say channel. exactly what they said. I have it up on my screen. Okay. In-game content limit. Please limit video content through the in-game date of 7-7. Uh, video content. You can post how many videos you'd like, but please limit them to each be at most 90 minutes long. No major story spoilers. We leave that up to your good judgment. Um, don't show the end of the palace, but you can grab footage from the Kamashiro boss fight. Don't capture video from other major boss fights. Focus Must not focus solely on cutscenes and animated scenes. You can post straight gameplay or have commentary. Alright, good. Streaming content. This being a... Japanese title with a single playthrough story means our masters in Japan are very wary about it. Sharing is currently blocked through the native PS4 UI. However, if you do plan on streaming, video guidelines above apply except for length. If you decide to stream past 7-7, I highly recommend not doing this. This is all in caps. You have been warned. All in caps. You do so at the risk of being issued a content ID claim or worse, a channel strike slash account suspension. Uh, that being said, Persona 5 is a super special case for us, and we're in ongoing discussion about how our policies may evolve in the future. Thanks for reading, and good luck in the metaverse. So that that so that's that's what they said the first so time. He was really mean. Yeah. And so they basically put up an update yesterday. Yeah, and here's what it ago. says. So uh, their their thing was like, "Whoa, we were surprised about all the hate." Oh, Sorry no, no. if we sounded angry. Let's be angry. clear. We don't have to. We don't have to to. I'm going to paraphrase, paraphrase, and then you can read it verbatim, because my paraphrase is much more interesting than your verbatim. Okay. So, yeah, they were like, yeah, sorry if we came across as mean. We didn't mean to. We've extended the the in-game date of streaming to 11-19. Yeah. But we're still going to kick your ass if you, you know. Well, here, here, yeah. If you break the rules. To our surprise, we then saw numerous reactive news articles go up, opinion video posts, and received many emails asking us to please change our Persona 5 streaming video policy. To our surprise. Even though they blamed it on Japan and acknowledged that that's a super special case and they're going to update their policies. Okay. We recognize that our fans are the reason why the game is a major worldwide success. It is. And we want to con- them to... We want them to be able to enjoy the game without fear of being spoiled. However, we also heard your issues with the guidelines and decided to revise them. Because we want to give players the most access to the game while respecting the original goal, we're now asking players to refrain from streaming or posting video past the end of the in-game date of 11.19, when the main story gears up for the final act. 
We also want to apologize to those of you who saw our previous guidelines blog post as threatening. We want to be transparent about what we do. And the reason we released the guidelines was to give streamers the right information up front. It was never our intention to threaten people with copyright strikes, but we clearly chose the wrong tone for how to communicate this. They never meant to threaten, even though it was in high in capital letters, you have been warned. But that's not a threat. Just so you know, people, that's not a threat. That's that's just how you, you know, that's how you inform people about copyright strikes. You just put it in caps letters and use language like you have been warned. Uh, last week, we want to thank our fans for supporting it, blah, 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 blah. So it, they just chose the wrong, wrong tone, Anna. This isn't a backpedal, and they they didn't actually mean to threaten us to begin with. It was just poor tone, right? No? <sighs> Am I alone on this? I mean, how much of this do you think it's because, well, the game's been out for a couple of weeks now. Let's let's update the streaming policy since we've got our initial sales. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, that's certainly part of it. Now it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, they don't care as much if you don't spoil it. But uh, I... I I find it disingenuous to say that we weren't actually threatening people with copyright strikes when they were very clear in saying, um, you've been warned if you do this, you might get a copyright strike. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that sounds like a threat to me. That, Am that I missing something? No, that is, is that a not threat. a threat? <laughs> Should I look up the word threat? <laughs> threat. A statement of intention to inflict pain, injury, damage, or otherwise hostile action on someone in retribution for something done or not done. That sounds, yeah, I think that was a threat. Yep. You have been warned, if you do this, you may get a copyright strike. Okay. But it wasn't a threat. It was just bad tone. Yeah, whatever. Screw these guys. At least the game's good. I just yeah, think I mean, they could know, have if, had if, if more tact. It was a bad game. Jesus. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was the Atlas thing this week. And just, man, that struck me wrong, but... It's not like I'm going to do anything about it. So just complaining. Um, I guess we're just wasting everybody's time even talking about it, huh? <sighs> well, I, I think it's an interesting discussion to have that, you know, how much of a, how much of this comes off as a backpedal or how, like, really, you didn't think that you sounded threatening when you said that? Yeah, that, that, yeah it was just bad tone. And by the way, doesn't that imply, as Janesville Ninja points out in the chat room, the only thing that's changed is the date, isn't it? They haven't really said that they're not going to do copyright strikes, have they? And that's true. They haven't said that. But, you know, they didn't mean to threaten. But, you know, at the same time, if you go past that date, that would be a bad idea, I would think, for your channel. <laughs> Good job, guys. Y you got it. They're so full of crap. Should we move on? All right. Yeah, I think we should move on. All right, so there's a game called Area coming. It's a music-themed action RPG from Triangle Studios. We watched a trailer, Anna. Yep. What did you think? Um. Okay. <laughs> I remember Anna said, I don't like the art style here. It looks fake. <laughs> she really didn't like it. Oh, is that the one with they have no eyes? They have no the... eyes, okay. yeah. It's like, Sorry. just like in Final Fantasy Tactics, they have no nose. Here, they have no eyes. With, um, that other one that I was, that mm -hmm. we were watching, that was like Excel or whatever. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Alex. 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 Yeah, that was different. Yeah. No, this is uh, from Sodesca. 
So yeah, Desco, S O D E S C O. I've never heard of them. Characters are like made of clay or something, and it's just they don't look made of clay to me. But anyway, it's coming out June 30th in North America and Europe. Physical for digital for PS3. Excuse me, PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Um, they're also working with Broforce composer Dion Van Heerden for the soundtrack. So go check this trailer of that out, see if you like it. This is amazing to me, this next story. This is amazing. Guys, Two Worlds 2 is getting new DLC. For those of you following along at home, Two Worlds 2 came out in 2011. It's getting new DLC. Just let that sink in. So six-year-old game getting DLC for $10 or for 15 bucks, you get two worlds two and the DLC. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't Manny a huge fan of this game? A lot of people were, it's just amazing to me that it's getting DLC at this point. There's also, not only is it getting DLC, they're putting out a season pass <laughs> that concludes this DLC and access to the follow-up DLC, which is due out in quarter four this year. Uh, you also get uh, okay so the new dlc is called call of the tenebrae the follow-up coming out later this year is called shattered embrace and if you get the season pack you get both of those plus two multiplayer map packs in-game bonus items a digital art book a digital compendium soundtrack downloads and more i it's a 10-hour piece of dlc the first one is and uh they're working on a third two worlds game so i guess this is a way for them to get back into the whole two worlds thing this is amazing to me that they're doing this, but I, cool, you know, <laughs> way to get some more mileage out of your old game. <laughs> I don't, this is so weird. <laughs> As file sources posts on our forums, but why? <laughs> I don't know. A very small, but very devoted fan base, I guess. Is Two Worlds 2 the one that had the, the pirate edition? Yeah, Game of the Year, yeah, Flying Fortress. Yep. So that already had DLC and stuff, so whatever. All right, Two Worlds 2, more Two Worlds 2. I remember some people really liking it, so that's cool. But weird. (laughs) Lisa, it gives me another excuse to actually go and try and play that game, because that's been on my list to to try out forever. Uh, Bandai Namco has put out more DLC for Sword Art Online Hollow Realization. And nobody cared. You uh, watched a little video of it. Yeah. They go to an ice place mm-hmm. and then a fireplace. No, the fireplace is first. The ice My place bad. is next. My bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> May 16th, 2017, when that's coming out in North America and Europe. Uh, the XCOM creator is making a new game that's sort of XCOM-ish. Uh, but it looks like uh, you're walking around and do tactical targeting of body parts and stuff. So you got some Fallout well, stuff I mean, going on in there. I um, mean, it's... Uh... From the original creator of XCOM, so uh, Julian Julian Gollop, I think it is. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not aliens. It's or it doesn't seem to be aliens. It seems to be um like Cthulian monstrosities. Cool to me. Yeah, lots yeah, of yeah. I mean, so it's parts. not it, it's not like XCOM. It's Cthulhu Com. All right. <laughs> which actually could be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. It takes place in the year 2057 after melting permafrost has led to the rise of the Pandora virus, which devastates the population of earth. The Pandora virus combines the DNA of animals and humans to create horrific monsters that rise up to attach the population. The player will. Okay. So it's not quite, uh, not quite, uh, Cthulian monstrosities from beyond the veil, but kind of weird, creepy, crawly. It's the sci-fi version of that. 
the player, yeah. <laughs> the player will con- will be the commander of the Phoenix Project, an organization activated in times of peril. Um, you'll f- you'll discover your cell is alone with no contact from allies, so you have to, I guess, build things up from there. Um, hey, so yeah, so it's basically XCOM with the serial numbers. It does but... seem like it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if if I were doing that, I would try and do to do some new things in that genre, you know. But uh, I guess I'm not a game developer, so what do I know? Uh, yeah, so you can go see that, and uh, the campaign's going on. There, uh, let's see, let's see how far they are. How much you have to donate to get the the game? So they are at four hundred fifty thousand out of their five hundred thousand dollar goal. You yeah, so that's do... probably going to get met. Yeah, they've got thirty nine days left. So yeah, they're going to hit yes. that. They can. You can invest. You can pledge. There's a bunch of. I mean, anything on Fig is pretty well specked out as far as a Kickstarter campaign goes. They they kind of know what they're doing there. So they've got all the the stretchies and and all the rewards and all that. Um, let's see. To get a copy of the game. Um, let's see. It is thirty bucks to get in for a copy of the game, and then you get some wallpapers and stuff as well. Um, what's Chaos Reborn? I don't know what that is. Oh, that's a an old game that they made already. So the studio made a game before that they kickstarted, and so for ten bucks you get a copy of their old game. For thirty bucks you get a copy of their old game and the new game. <laughs> So figure that out. Uh, the early bird editions all sold out. Sorry, you could have gotten in for twenty five bucks, but that's done. And the expensive tier is fifteen hundred dollars. Um, you let's see, four of twenty five have been claimed. You get the game, you get uh, the old game, you get early access, soundtrack, game manual, art book. This is all digital. You get uh, some armor set for your in-game guys, a living gun set, digital in-game item. Um, you get an actual t-shirt and a poster. Your name in the credits is a gold level backer. A signed collector's edition with manual art book and key ring, because every collector's edition needs a key ring, right? A limited edition alien figurine, and your na- you get to name and design a haven leader which I guess is a bad guy leader. So that's what you get to do for 1500 bucks. Uh, doesn't look like they have any tiers where you go get to have dinner with the developers. So maybe, maybe they realized that that was uh, lame. Uh, oh, <laughs> seems very by Kickstarter at this point. I guess more and more people are realizing that's lame. Uh, I don't think it's lame if, uh, depending on the people though, but we'll see. We'll see. So there you go. Read about that. Check that out on fig. If you want, um, and if you're not interested in that, the near automata is getting some DLC. You got this, huh. uh, pre-ordered yet, Alice? Uh, no, I, I, if I remember actually what happened was I got home from work yesterday, found that near needed to do an update for like two gig or something. And it refuses to install due to lack of disk space. <laughs> well, while you which work is on, kind of, yeah, which is kind of appropriate, how, right? Which is related to how Steam handles downloads for large games, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, while you're there, um, if you type this into your Steam search box, you can download the D- the DLC. It's 3C3C1D11944-0927. Yes, that is the title of the DLC, and that's very near to do something like that. Yeah, that is a very near title. <laughs> It'll be coming out on May 2nd. Uh, it introduces a new Coliseum where you can win prizes, and some of the fights feature familiar faces. Uh, additional content includes costumes from the original Nier, more records to play in the jukebox, masks that provide unique effects when equipped, and cosmetic items to alter the appearance of the game's characters and the enemy's bullets. So, uh, I guess if you want an arena, there you go. 
what else we got dragon quest 11 showed off a video of or not showed off a video they had um some japanese stuff that came out so again still no announcement on dq 11 coming here um but they did show off that there's a skill tree for leveling up your characters so that's kind of the big news like this one's gonna have a skill tree and then they show some screenshots of monsters so if you want to go check that out it looks like a dragon quest looks like a modern dragon quest game Everything's very animated and anime and, and cute looking and stuff. So go check that out. Uh, Zanki Zero has been announced by Spike Chunsoft. So this is a survival RPG in a post-apocalyptic world <laughs> where like other ru- you're on an island and like ruins of other islands like drift past or something like that. And you have to like go explore them, I guess, and get supplies and whatnot i don't know the games features eight main characters each chapter chooses a or follows on excuse me focuses on a particular character uh similar to the danganronpa game zonky zero will have a mascot style character though this one will be a sheep uh it's planned there'll be a seamless transition between exploration and combat so this is a game that has combat and stuff um and so you can um dodge and counter enemy attacks but we haven't really seen footage of the battle system this is only yeah, this is just announced their development so we don't even know what regions it's hitting yet um obviously japan but we don't know beyond that so i guess if you're looking for stuff made by people what make danganronpa uh, you can be excited for a new game um this next one is game for you and me alice apparently it's called gundam versus oh yeah coming i mean I'd, west. I'd totally get this so I I have to confess, uh, there's a lot of Gundam games out there, and it's hard for me to keep them all straight. So, how does Versus work? Uh, Versus is the uh, the fighting game that came out for PS3. Okay. Or the series that came out for PS3, because there was Gundam Extreme Versus, and then Gundam Extreme Versus um, Maxi Boost, I think it was. Oh, no, Full Boost. Maxi Boost was the arcade version. All right. So yeah, so this they're, is they're basically they're two two v two v two v two three d fighting games. All right. Yeah, so the, here's the pitch for it: Gundam Versus features ninety mobile suits spanning more than thirty five years of the mobile suit Gundam universe, and it is headed to the West for the first time on home console. The game revolves around two v two and three v three team battles. Yep. So I'm going to be honest with you, folks here. Since I went to Japan in 2009 and actually got to sit in one of those mobile suit capsules where you actually have Gundam-style controls that you're operating with your hands and your feet, that's kind of the only way I ever want to play a mobile suit fighting game ever. And so this is not going to scratch that itch for me because unless they are, have a very expensive collector's edition, I do not believe this game comes with a mobile suit capsule for your house. Right? Hey, Chris, I don't think that technology is going to be around for a little while yet, at least at consumer grade. You might be asking for a little too much there. Listen. I mean, the, the funny thing is, though, is the control system for the, the uh, PF3 games were actually pretty good. Yeah? Oh. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the controls are pretty responsive. Listen, I, mean, I, I it, want it, something that uses a racing ra- game. So. I want it to at least use a racing wheel so I have foot pedals, you know? Come on. I, I just feel like foot pedals are an important part of any sort of mecha game where you're controlling so you, in an so action. So you really like Steel Battalion, then? Oh. You know, I actually... at. At Midwest Gaming Classic one year, they had a room set up with Steel Battalion, and I tried to get good at it. You sucked. <laughs> kind of hard, kind of hard, isn't it? <laughs> like, I couldn't even scratch the surface. <laughs> I think you ran out of gas and died. I d- yeah, I didn't even press eject. 
So, lost that save. Good job. <laughs> but I, I love that... I was working at EB Games when that thing came out. Oh. We actually had five pre-orders. So, I, I don't quite want it to be that complex, Alice. I want it to be kind of anime level of complexity. Um, though, I guess the ultimate would be um, I'm inside, like, a skin-tight jumpsuit... Um, none of you can see me, so that you're safe. Don't worry about it. I'm in this skin tight sun jumpsuit in a in a hollow chamber that's got holographic projections everywhere, and it's basically G, G Gundam. And you know, you just pretend fight everybody, and then your mech does what it needs to do, and you win, and everyone's happy, and you get a good sure workout want, at the sure, same time. Be sure you don't want the build fighters universe because man, that that actually did seem pretty awesome. I don't know what that one is. Oh, Build Fighters is the uh, Build Fighters is the series where um, it, people will do fights. Uh, all of the mecha fights are uh, Gumpler action figures fighting each other. Oh, cool! How like, do you how do you issue commands? Like, but there's like holograms to, that makes it look real. So this is like Yu-Gi-Oh, but Gundam. Yeah, yeah, and the the, the character the, the, char- the characters pilot are in these like cockpits on the side of the arena. It's a, it's a, it's actually a good series and worth watching. It really does sound like the, adapting the Yu-Gi-Oh anime model to Gundam, isn't it? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's. But I no no. I mean, honestly, it, it is a really good entry in the. I like the the fight scenes. Are really oh, here it well is. Animated. Oh, look at. There's so many holograms, and she's like holding like light crystal balls that just float there. That's amazing. That's perfect. Yeah, I totally want that. That yeah, that would be good it. too. Yeah. Yeah, just go watch that. Go, really go watch Build Fighters? Okay. Yeah, go watch Hannah, we're going to watch Build Fighters today. Oh, wait, no, we're playing Persona. We're not allowed to watch anything else. <laughs> take a take a brief break from watching Persona and watch, like, the first two episodes. No, not allowed. <laughs> I wish I could. Anna, Anna, <laughs> let, him watch, let him watch some giant robots. No. Ah, <laughs> oh, dang it. Well, can't Anna play the game and Chris watch giant robots on his tablet? Um, yeah, Anna, do you have any Mementos runs planned this afternoon? Nope. Next thing is going into the, the palace. Yeah. Maybe the next time we're ready for Mementos, I can do that. <sighs> we'll see. Such a hard-ass Anna. By the way, mm. it, but, <laughs> it's so funny. So Anna and I do baton passes in real life. Um, <laughs> but, so whenever whenever it's like social linking and stuff, it's me in the charge. And then whenever we go into a, a Mementos or the dungeon or crafting personas, I hand Anna the controller and we high five and then she's in charge. And it's great. And it's so nerdy. <laughs> We're having fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, Alice, I don't know if you care about Path of Radiance, uh, Fire Emblem, but uh, it's got... No, really. Okay. So this way this was labeled was weird. Oh, I see. Oh, it was that story that was meant for you and me. Okay. So next, if for anybody who cares about Fire Emblem Path for Radiance, those heroes are in Fire Emblem Heroes now. So go spend all your orbs and get Ike and Mist and Soren and Titania. Uh, they added Chapter 10 to the story mode. And does anyone care? No. Okay. Fire Emblem news continues because there was a echoes of valentia trailer released this week with a really bad voiceover yeah but i mean none of this information is new but it was all kind of trapped in japanese trailers and so they put it all together in an english trailer so they talked about how the rewind turn system works so you meet a lady who can rewind time and at first she can only do it once but then you're able to do it multiple times so like if you do a turn and someone dies you're like oh that's a character that i didn't want to die you can rewind the turn and do it again yeah, 
which is good for me because I actually play on the because I'm going to want to play on the difficulty level where death matters because well I told you guys last week I've decided that's I kind of need that in my Fire Emblem well I guess it depends what I'm going for but for my real playthrough I'm going to need that so having the ability to rewind a turn is like a good balance for me because then I get like my moves matter but I actually have a little bit of a safety net and that sounds perfect Oh, that so actually sounds that. a lot like the Tactics Ogre remake on the PSP. That's only right. I think that one you could rewind, rewind like up to thirty turns. Yeah, I I remember that now. Hmm. So and then they talked about bonus EXP, which apparently was in some of the older games, and I don't mm-hmm. remember that. I yeah, I remember that, and like I think it was in Path of Radiance. Okay, but um. Yeah, I do remember this vague idea of bonus XP, so that just so just to give you a chance to level your damn healers, you know. Right. <laughs> then they talked about how OP the villagers are because they can become like one of six classes. So in the trailer, they don't say they're OP. They say that they can become one of five different classes, right? But that doesn't mean they're OP. But you're telling me this is where the concept of the overpowered villager comes from. Yeah. So I believe you, but. I, that's a lot of villagers it sounds like you get so can they all be overpowered maybe i don't know maybe it depends what class you put them in yeah so and then they talked about how amiibos are gonna work so if you have the it's two, a weird trade-off yeah if you have the two echoes amiibos and you kind of tap them on the menu you could open up two new dungeons um if you tap amiibos during combat um, if they're a Fire Emblem amiibo from any series of amiibos you get an illusory doppelganger of that particular Fire Emblem character. If you tap anything else, you get a monster. And they weren't real specific about what that meant. Well, they they looked like illusory monsters from the game itself. And right. then they would, you know, they last for a turn. And you can use them to attack things. Yep. And they probably still cost you 10 HP to summon. Yep. Which is a lot. Yeah. But, but maybe if you, again, another way to level up your healer, Yay! I guess. <laughs> All right. So I have something that I don't know if we want to kind of dive into it or not. Okay. What? Um. So there was some weird Akiba's beat stuff this week. Oh, that's right. Um. So as that's on the briefs. Um. No. The cast list. No. Oh. So um, as they are wont to do, Exceed kind of puts out a, a manifesto of the things that they change in their games on the on their forums. And so um, one of the things that they changed was, um, so in the Japanese version, they are making fun of a company called NKK Switches. And so they call a certain group, call they call a certain group in the game, KKK Witches. And um, WordWad, Tom, wanted to keep that. Um, and Ken was like, no, because that was clearly not what they intended to do. So they had a call with uh, with um, the original developers and, and, they and were just pointed out what KKK horrified. meant in the U.S. And they're like, oh, uh, no, they proactively <laughs> changed it. Yeah. But Tom was very upset about that. So he has decided that he is not going to be in any further Exceed game credits. Which is a weird policy thing with Exceed. So if you want to be out of the credits for one game, you're out of the credits for, for all, all games, them. which... Honestly, is a very punitive and political thing that Exceed kind of needs to deal with its own employees, and I don't want to comment on that because that's just weird stuff that they guy 
they got to work out. I mean, honestly, I kind of feel like the only reason that this became like a story is because Tom has criticized Exceed in the past for localization changes that they have made, Mm -hmm. like making all of the girls in Senran Kagura 18 or older. Which kind of changes kind of the the the, context of of their their actions actions and choices. And you're like, why is an 18 year old acting like this? And well, you realize, well, no, the only reason they're 18 year old is because of how busty they are. And we don't want to get in trouble in the U.S. Not because that's how old they are. So it's like, eh, whatever. So, yeah, that was weird. Uh, anyway, so the weird part is, you know, he came out and said this is censorship and kind of everybody else in the world agreed that it's not censorship, that this was just since the the original developer didn't intend it, it shouldn't be considered censorship. Hey, uh, the, Tom, Tom, Tom. You know, we we uh, I think we've been fairly complimentary of your work previously, but um, this is not the hill you wanted to die on. <laughs> yeah, as just, people in the comments just, pointed out, it's yeah. funny. It's nice that he picked a hill to die on, but it's kind of sad the hill was a molehill. Yeah, um, yeah. And he, yeah. you know, follow up comments have come from him being like, you know, if I had realized that the developer changed at the time that I made the statement, I may not have actually made the statement, but maybe I would have. Um, so. <laughs> You know, he's sticking to his guns and, you know, it's not, it doesn't seem like his job is in danger or anything. So as far as Tom concerned, you know, this is, he's going to stand up against censorship in all its forms uh, or what he views as censorship in all its forms. And maybe he's realizing this is not the one to fight on, but... At the, on the other side, he's happy that this is bringing attention to the whole concept of censorship because he wants that to go and he's willing to take his licks on this particular point in order to advance that overall goal, um, which, okay, fair enough. But at the same time, let's maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. what. Where are we know. at? I guess it doesn't matter. Like, he's not going to get in trouble. And yes, obviously, everyone agrees this wasn't really censorship. But at the same time, um, it is opening the discussion of censorship. So ultimately, Tom kind of wins here, doesn't he? I don't know. I've I've always been of the mindset that, you know, what some people find appropriate in one country, other people don't find appropriate in other countries, and you alter your content based off of that. Mm -hmm. And I don't really consider a lot of it censorship. I mean, look at Germany and how they handle Nazi imagery in games, and they don't want to be reminded of that kind of stuff. And I was thinking with, more. Uh, Germany's more is actually more in line with uh, government law on depiction of things like swastikas, because for kind of obvious reasons you don't really want to do that. But that one, is, as far as I remember, is actually a, a legal requirement. Mm, yeah, I think you're right. Yep. Yeah. So, Which ironically would be a form of government censorship, but I, nobody wants to die on that hill. <laughs> <laughs> So also like everything went crazy in like professional esports this week. So oh yeah. I, I kind of like sort of watch esports news because I like watching the Hearthstone Global Championship. And so like two one guy made a rape joke on Twitter and like he's left esports and then another guy um made a completely racist joke about um the way that Japanese pronounce stuff and so he got suspended. And then there's like this huge I'm fine. And find, yeah. What the heck was the joke? I mean, isn't um, a Japanese a, pronunciation a, it, joke not it, like that bad? But uh, it well, was a it was a Brazilian making the joke. Okay. Um, Does that make it, it worse? Was, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they there's this thing with Brazilians and Japanese, and it's weird. It's very cultural because there's a lot of Japanese that live in Brazil. Oh. 
And so it it's it would cut it's the equivalent of an American saying the N word. Oh. Is basically what it boiled okay. down to. All right. Um the uh the, the game here is League of Legends, by the yeah. way. So, so something that kind of existed on my periphery just because, you know, I know about the stuff for the League of Legends. Yeah, I, I think that... Uh, Using an intentional... Guy. So this is funny. He was uh, made several derogatory comments about the players hailing from Japan using an intentional misspelling of the word for chicken to mock their pronunciation. And somehow that... Okay. And, but it was really bad for context that we don't know because we're not from there. So, right. Okay. Yeah, and then um, there's like a huge Dota um, tournament in Kiev this this week, and like yep. the lowest seed in the tournament beat the number one seed in the tournament, and so everybody's going insane over Dota right now. No, I haven't heard anything about Dota. Who's okay. going insane? I guess I've been seeing more of it on Twitter than you because I you don't you don't watch Dota. No, I don't. But I watch people that watch. E- but I follow people that watch esports in general. How can you watch esports in general? There's too much of it. I know, right? There's <laughs> just so, so much. So yeah, that was just like all sorts of esports stuff this week that I was like, wow, like all these things happening at the same time. Anyways, uh, we have our editorial block. Yay! And we have an impression of Trails in the Sky the Third, and Adrian likes it. Okay. Uh, yes. A priest... A- Bracer and Olivier walk into a bar is the title of it. And that makes no sense to me because I haven't played. Yeah, it makes no sense to me either. All right. We have um, two import reviews. We have an import review for X. Ex- Extetra. Thank you. <laughs> E-X-S-T-E-T-R-A. Yep. Okay. He doesn't and like it. And we also have an import review for Tales of Hearts on the DS. And Didn't that come here? R. Oh. Hell yeah, Tales of Hearts R did as a Vita game, which is a basically like a full, remake. you know, it's like a full, yeah, it is basically a full remake of it. So the, he likes this one, so Tales of Hearts R must be awesome. No? Yes? Uh, yeah, Tales, well, Tales of, I thought Tales of Hearts R was alright. Alright, good. Wheels does not like it. Oh, he likes the original one more. Yes. I, of course. And yeah, it got a What really do you think, Kelly? I liked Tales of Hearts. Right? It was a very good game. Um, I had a little trouble following the story, but I was also playing it very sporadically. I love how we have these like pixel accurate screenshots for the Tales of Hearts game, so they're tiny on my computer screen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we got some brief stories. Um, Alex has some details for its setting. That was the game we were looking at earlier, yeah, Anna. Yeah, it has a trailer. It has a trailer. They have a post. They had a meteor that hit the the thing, and it brought some weird element. And people got addicted to it and turned into mutants. And some people got addicted to it but mastered it. And so now you're one of those guys and need to go deal with all the various factions. And things are all gone to hell in the world. Well, and, and the thing not only can you eat it, it's a, also a power source. Uh, so like, like all the factions are fighting. Open. They didn't show any gameplay or anything. It's just they yeah, announced they're was, making its open world action yeah. RPG coming out this year for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Um, I always doubt things that are coming out this year when there's no game footage and it's already April, but whatever. <laughs> Maybe we'll get game footage at E3. I, I hope so. <laughs> yes, and then Akaratus? Is that how you say it? Akaratus? Akaratus? I don't know. Uh, it's a steampunk tactical RPG, Anna. You know what we need to, to figure out the, the, the how to pronounce it? Oh, yep. It's a trailer. It's a trailer. Uh, yeah, and there is a trailer. Oh, what are you actually playing the Valor 
to the trailer. Oh, there's no voiceover. There's no voiceover. Lame. Okay. Uh, There looks like steampunk mechs that you move around. It looks, you slowly plot along and, I don't know, looks okay. See if it's any good. Um, When does it come out? Uh, May 25th. It's been in early access, so you've been able to play it since last year. Uh, Harvest Moon Skytree Village Limited Edition is coming to Europe. You can pre-order it now. The game comes out in Europe in June 2017. That's the first time Europe has a Harvest Moon Collector's Edition. In, the, in that Collector's Edition, you get the game, a collector's box, a softcover art book, a soundtrack CD, a set of, set of six lapel pins, which Anna really wants, and a blue feather rubber strap keychain. Uh, Victor Vran has an Overkill Edition. That's... um. That's the one that has a wow, 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 wow. Yeah, it has expansion. all their it has all their expansions and stuff, and everything's bundled together. May thirtieth, twenty seventeen, for that Overkill edition. PS four, Xbox One, PC. Priced at forty bucks. Um, obviously, if you've got the game and the expansions, you kind of have everything here. But if you don't, that's that's everything. All right, um, and then uh, Exceed put oh, out the voice. Hold on, I didn't list. say what the expansions were. Oh, sorry. The first one is the Motorhead Through the Ages expansion. So I don't think that's out yet until this comes out. No. So like, if you've got the game, you can buy the expansion also, that's separate. that's the second expansion. Well, whatever. That's one of them. That's the important one. It's the one where you're playing Motorhead stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Occupus Beat put out a cast list, Anna? Yeah. So they, they basically uh, put out all the names of people because a couple of them changed, I think, between North America and um, Japan. And then they put out all of their voice actors. Mm-hmm. So Chris Patton, Erica Mendez, Tia Ballard, Robbie Damon, Sheremy Ch- Lay, Ed Bosco, and Ray Chase. Those are your voice actors. Yeah, I, think I don't a know why. A couple of those overlap with Persona Five. I mean, whatever. I don't know why we're reading voice actors for one game and not all the other games, but. And then, um, in an odd little thing, um, people have started looking at the E3 website and kind of combing through the information as it's slowly being put up. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone noticed that the official description for Atlas and Sega E3 2017 booth has the name of a game that we haven't heard of in like two years. It's 13 Sentinels. Yes. Aegis Rim. It's a Vanillaware game. Yep. Um, and that's all we know. It's going to be there. Yeah. So <laughs> we don't I know mean, like, anything else. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of crazy because this game has had like a weird reveal because the first time we ever heard of it was like a holiday uh, 2013 card from Vanillaware, which just had the characters. And then 2015, they revealed um, a debut trailer, a couple screenshots, and the name of the game. And we've heard nothing about it since. But that means that not only is it coming out in Japan, but it's coming out here. Because there's no point Maybe. in bringing something to E3 that isn't coming out in Yeah, North but there's America. also a chance it just won't even show up at E3. Right. So this was kind of just like one of those weird things that was in the description. And that's all we know so far. All right. So you guys remember Mother 3, that game that everybody wants in the U.S. that nobody's, that, you know, Reggie doesn't want to put out? Um, and all those Secret of Mana games? Well, not all of them, but many of them. Um, Brownies, which, is that the same as Brownie Brown? Or, I don't know. I can't keep up the, these developer things anymore. Now it's just called Brownies. Um, they made Mother 3 and several Mana games. They're bringing their latest smartphone RPG, Eglia, Legend of the Red Cap, to the West in summer 2017. Thank you, Siliconera, for posting the news on that. So we've got some screenshots of that, and it looks free to play, and there's a board game, and you collect eggs, and you do quests, and I don't know what's going on. You can go to Siliconera to find screenshots till we get some coverage. Um... If actually, if it's very our, if it's very board gaming, we may not have coverage. Um, I'm not sure how it's going to work. Uh, came out. It, it came out in Japan on April 13th. It'll be some, coming out sometime in summer 2017 here. Um, that's. Uh, but if you're really big into like brownie style artwork, um, you'll want to check that out. 
And with that, that brings us to our messages. Question of the week. Last week was what Persona 5 spinoffs do you want to see? And here we go. First off from Shaman. The one I want most is a major endgame spoiler. But for now, I guess I'd call it Persona 5 Investigations Say Nijima. Um, also, I hope Persona 5 R refers to a racing game. <laughs> Victor says, um, quote of the week, it'll never happen, but I want a Persona 5 Nintendo Casts spinoff. I'm probably going to buy all the Persona 5 spinoffs anyway. You know, with Morgana, there's kind of... We, we could have Persona 5, like, animals. Yeah, you could have pet there's, raising. there's, like, Teddy, and yep. there's Koromaru, mm-hmm. and there's Morgana. Yep, Connectimals, Persona Edition. Um, Lord Gobez says, I don't want any Persona 5 spinoffs. Just bring on Persona 6. I got kind of annoyed with the announcements of yet another Persona 4 spinoff while waiting for P5, and I don't want to repeat of that. The arena games were all right, but I could take or leave them. The others didn't catch my interest at all. The arena games were also way too heavy in the story mode for plots that weren't even that good, and there was no balance with gameplay. They probably should have taken that into consideration in a game with fights that last a couple of minutes or less. Having a 20-minute text cutscenes between each battle wouldn't fly very well. I guess I wouldn't mind effect or gold version of Persona 5, but I don't think that counts as a spinoff. I agree. Uh, Wheels says, I would love for them to switch things up for the next Persona 5 related release. But, um... Right? Yeah? No? Okay. Jay Scarp says, I'm kind of over the Persona spinoffs. The poor characterization of the characters wore thin on me by the end. However, Persona 5 AG stands for Attorney General. I could get behind an Ace Attorney style game starring Sai and Akechi. <laughs> I love it. Uh, over on Twitter, um, Joe said, Persona 5 Snap, a game where you take candid photos of various demons in the mediaverse, in the metaverse. (laughs) I would play the crap out of that. Oh, do you have to throw like, do you have to throw demon food at them to make them do things? Yes. Oh, yes. I think we all would that. that. I mean, that would be great until you kind of get the mission where you have to do like, you know, Succubus. Oh, or Mara. Or, or Mara. <laughs> yeah, Mara would be interesting. Uh, Incubus. Um, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. El Belf- is it Belphegor? I don't know. <laughs> I think we're. Belphegor is Belphegor's the one that's usually depicted sitting on a toilet. Yep. Yeah, we have him. Yep, we got him. <laughs> I think we actually have him at our party right now. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to take any photos. I know. Of him. He, yeah. I mean, he's normally. Uh, um, I think you can even encounter him in the. Uh, you can encounter him in the first dungeon, I'm pretty sure. Yes. He is uh, one of the uh, generals in that dungeon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> Maybe I'll pass on that. All right. Now it's time for new releases. Uh, I'm going to leave the best one for last. But first, we're on the 3DS, Parascientific Escape Cruise in the Distant Seas, which I put on here just because I love that title. I have no idea if it's any good. <laughs> it's probably terrible. Um, you can go check that out at Paris <laughs> on the 3DS eShop. Um, it looks like... What is going on here? Um, it is, it's an escape game. So you're escaping rooms and you have telekinetic powers too. So go figure that one out. Uh, PS Vita gets Period Cube, Shackles of Amadeus. Is What is that game, Anna? Um, it's a visual novel slash RPG. Okay. So but- I have it. So, I mean, here's the problem that I ran into is I expected to drop Ray Gigant when Period Cube got here. And then Ray Gigant started You don't started have it yet. It's not good. out yet, I thought. Uh, yeah, it came out yesterday. Oh, it came out yesterday. Yes. Okay, cool. So, Also coming out this week, the Caligula effect on Vita, which is another game Anna's interested in. Yeah, but it's a it's a straight-up visual... Well, no, sorry, it's not no, a straight-up visual No, this is the RPG novel. one. It is an RPG with visual novel elements, so it's the opposite of Period Cube. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but the thing is, is it's an Atlas game. Yeah. So it's going to go on sale all the time. Yeah. And so I don't mind waiting for it. All right. But you, you need I to have give, it on my spreadsheet. But you need to cover the Atlas games for our listeners. I have it on my... Oh, Think of your duty to the podcast. On sale. Right. Wait, I apparently have it pre-ordered. Uh-huh. Yes, you do. Um, Atlas, uh, you no, told me how to. Can I, how can I have that pre-ordered? I thought it was digital only. Well, let's find out. Um, wait, no, we'll find out later. <laughs> we don't need to do that right now. Over on PC, you can get Expeditions Viking this week, which is a tactical RPG with some Vikings. Um, more of a realist bend than a fantasy bend. But you go check that out, see if you're into that. Um, also on PC, some visual novels like Grisalia Phantom Trigger Volume 1 and Volume 2 and Higurashi When They Cry, Ho something other, Chapter 5, Maikashi. Um, and then Warhammer 40K Dawn of War 3 came out, but we talked earlier that... Um, oh, wait, we didn't talk on the podcast, but it doesn't sound like it's very RPG like Dawn of War yeah, 2 Yeah, no, was, I just so. double-checked and John, when he was still at Atlas, tweeted, there is not even a one in a million chance that it's getting a physical. What? Caligula? Yeah. All right, so, so I don't know how you have that pre-ordered, but we'll, f- we'll figure out what... That is pre-ordered. I don't know. Maybe you moved some games around on your list. Anyway. Oh, I bet you I did. And then finally, the most important release of the week. Everyone in the chat room's excited for it. Trails in the Sky, the third chapter. Or is it just called Trails in the Sky, the third? It's called Trails in the Sky, the third. Legend of Heroes, Trails <laughs> in the Sky, the third. This is the not related, not really related to one and two, but related to one and two, but not like a direct sequel thing, right? So first we got tits. Then we got second chapter. And then we got, and now we got the third. And then we got so three. Kelly, you know all about Trails in the Sky, right? Yeah, this one is a spinoff where you're playing as the priest character in the game, I believe. Okay. And I think it's kind of a side story. I don't think it's directly related to the first two Trails in the Skies. The first two Trails in the Skies were kind of one complete story. Uh-huh. So I wonder what this one takes, like 10 to 15 hours to get going. Mm. Anna didn't get into either Trails in the Sky or Trails of Cold Steel. Yeah. I'm going to go back to um, Trails of Cold Steel and try it again. Okay. Trails in the Sky is probably one of my favorite RPGs to come out in the past 20 years. It was one of those stories that I was staying up until like 1.30 in the morning because I could put it. What about Persona 5 and Persona 4? Yeah, I I know. Quit, quit guilt tripping me. Okay. It was one of those stories that, like, I could not put down, and characters that, you know, I I like so much that I forget I'm playing a video game, and that when I would see them in different, like, when I would see them after a while, and they would be all friendly with you, it's like, oh hey, it's them. I'm so happy to see you. Mm. And to me, that's a mark of good storytelling. Mm -hmm. All right. So there's your trails. Go pre-order them. That's on PC only, right? Yeah, I don't know if they even bothered localizing the Vita or the PSP one. I think at this point they can't. They're probably yeah, not allowed. It's to- made by it's made by a different company. Oh, it is. Yeah. What is? The 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 Vita version of Third, right? No, there. I don't think there is a Vita version. Is there? There is I'm a, in a PSP version. Thank you. That's it. The there PSP, is another version of the third. Yeah, but I bet it can't come out have, because Sony won't let them put out PSP games well, at this point. They don't have the rights for it. Oh, said. they don't. They, oh. they have consistently said it's so made by a different is. company. Okay. 
And that has like But they got the PC version. Yes. Because the PC version's made by Falcom. Oh, for goodness sake. But it looks like the... Whatever. Get it on PC. It unlocks on May 3rd. <laughs> also, you can't even buy it yet in Steam. You can't even pre-order it because reasons. So, there you go. Ah, that's the end of our show. The, folks, I want to know what you're playing this week now that you've heard all the new releases. Kelly. I'm going to attempt to put a lid on Yee's Memories in Salsetta and more Persona. All right. Um, Anna Marie. Are we going to try to finish Persona this week? Yes. Okay. I'm going to play Persona. And then I'm going to play Ray Gigan. And then I'm going to play Fire Emblem Fates. And then Alice, what are you playing? Um, Pretty much more of the same. Yeah. If I were smart, I would get into I'm, Legend I'm, Heroes this week, I'm, but I'm not. So what? I'm, I'm No, I'm just saying. I'm a, I'm a simple person. Simple person. All right. Oh, so many good games out there. Feel so behind this year already. I mean, maybe that should be our question of the week. What are you playing right now? What are you playing right now? Yeah. It's just going to be Persona, isn't it? Mm, maybe. What are you playing right now? But I mean, I think it'd be interesting to hear what people what people are playing if they're not playing Persona okay. 5. Cool. Uh, and JScarp in the chat room clarifies things. The PC port of Trails in Sky the Third Pro, the PC programming was done by Xseed. The Vita port was done by Kadokawa. Yeah, it's a different company. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, that's I why. understand why they wouldn't want to release a PSP game on the Vita in 2017. It's just frustrating for me because that's where I played the other two. Yep. I I don't like jumping consoles when it comes to series. It kind of drives me crazy. I think at this point, though, I would play all three on PC. Because then I don't. Well, have that's to the thing. I I bought a go. physical version of Trails in the Sky when it came out because uh, it, it was one of those games that was on a dying system. So of course I'm going to buy the collector's edition. And then they went ahead and put the um, digital version of the second game on the PSN store. So I was like, okay, well I could continue from there. I also have a box copy of the first game. But there's no way for me to use that with my PSP Go, which is what I would prefer to use if I'm going to play a PSP game. Mm, I'd have to figure that out. <laughs> oh, well. And any more, when I see um, PSP games on sale on the PSN store for super cheap, I end up end up picking them up anyway and just playing them on my Vita just because uh, my Vita feels so much more comfortable than my PSP. Uh, do you have the newer Vita or the older Vita? The newer uh, that's probably why I, could, I should get one of those for the feel but I love my OLED mm. I know I've heard so many good things about the OLED I, if you don't have like, it then you don't notice it I guess yeah. so it doesn't matter but that at the much. same time I like being able to use my cell phone cable to charge this oh that is nice that's a good benefit one cable to charge because let oh. me tell you something the original Vita charging cables are a pain in the ass to find and get, I've heard that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've done that multiple times, and it's awful. And we've had them shipped to Amazon lockers at E3 before because... Oh, never mind. It's just pain. <sighs> Everyone go get the new Vita, and then be sad that there's no Vita 2 announced yet, and probably never will be. And the Vita is just going to die, and everyone's just going to be... It's going to be messy. Everyone's going to be sad about it. It's going to be yeah, like putting a gonna... pet down. What's going to make me sad is if Atlas announces like Persona 5 5 Golden on the Switch. 
they i mean i don't know how much sony pays to keep that game on sony but it feels like they are i don't know um i don't have any evidence of that i just it's just kind of i tried to talk to someone into getting persona 5 this week and he's like you realize i would have to buy a playstation 4 for that and i kind of said yeah Yeah. and (laughs) (laughs) worth it (laughs) well i mean disgaea jumped ship to the switch and if the switch continues to do well you never know yeah no i I wouldn't say disguise jumped ship well no but still but yeah they are porting yep so we'll see um, at the same time, um, I'd rather have nicer and nicer looking Persona games because they do such a good job with their art style. Well, and we so know there's I don't an SMT want it. On, game coming I Switch. want it on the most powerful console possible, and for them to go crazy, or then and for them to take five or six years for each game. I'm actually okay with this. This is this fine with me. Just, I don't know. The only reason that I feel hesitant about a Persona game on Switch is they've already committed to an SMT game on Switch. Oh, okay. See when that happens. But and that, I mean, I. It's Atlas, a different team, though, Anna. It is, but I mean, Atlas is also the kind of company that tests the water before they dive right in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And Sega is particularly like that. Yeah. I just know that that will be a way for me to start Persona Five from scratch again, as if there's a portable version. Oh, being I'm, I'm going to new game plus the crap out of that game. It won't be immediately, but it will be this year. Mm. Yeah, I might end up New Game Plusing this if I don't find anything to play between now and uh, July when. I don't know what this world is where you guys have nothing else to play. I mean, look at your backlog. uh, Seriously, folks. uh, (laughs) Well, I've been trying to play new stuff for the show more this year. Oh, all right. I take it all back. Play all the new things. Don't look at your backlog. (laughs) Because I want the show to be better, and that's a good point. But that being said, I might end up trying to finally finish Zestria mm. if I get done. Zestmaker. With... Yeah. Wait, well, because I, I want to play Berseria. Same thing. Yeah, this have, is Zestria. Have, have, have we mispronounced Zestria? And, no, no, and, no. It is Zestria. But and, um, Zestria is the, the, the Lucifer.com farce on it. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, have we mispronounced the, the last two Tales of Games so many times? Berseria. Yeah, and Exilia. Bersitis and, and I don't and know. How, isn't it is it Zest is it Exilia, Exilia 2, Zestiria, and then Berseria, I think is how it went. Yes. Yeah. Something like that. Alice is just I'm not already... even commenting at this point. Like I don't well, even want to know. I'm already probably yeah, I made, making... to be brutally honest, it's more fun. Because <laughs> she is the one that knows. I... Look, just learn some basic katakana and you can <laughs> read it all you want. And with Alice, that... Alice, you sound like my husband. All right. We should probably end the show. Thanks, everybody, that, for listening. That l- note of, like, sheer elitism. <laughs> few notes I have for you. First off, send in some feedback. Uh, answer our question of the week. What are you playing now? At podcast at rpgamer.com is the email. Uh, Twitter.com slash rpgamer and Facebook.com slash rpgamer is uh, where you can get in answer it on the social networks you can also go to the forums at forums.rpgamer.com go to the latest update section you'll find the show thread and uh, post in there we'll copy and paste it right into our show notes and read it here live on the air you can also call in 608-729-4098 and we'll play your voicemail right on the show answer the question bring up other questions um 
use us. Just abuse us. Crowdsource your uh, your interesting RPG related questions and queries, and we will play them on the show, and uh, that'll be good for you. Uh, thanks everybody for watching. We're live every week, nine a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, over at Twitch.tv/RPGamer. You can follow and subscribe. Well, I guess you can't subscribe. You can follow us there. Uh, you can like and subscribe YouTube, but I, yeah, whatever. But if you'd like to, go for it. <laughs> I would be yelled at by YouTube people for like not pushing the like and subscribe real hard but you know if it's convenient for you do it if not that's fine you are not making and breaking my life by not clicking that like and subscribe button so i like to give you the options because this is a role-playing game it's called your life and you get to play the role you wish yeah. see yeah mm? no mm? Wow. Uh, maybe we should make a <laughs> patreon and have a place for people to shove money at us Oh, you know what you could do? Go to GameFlyOffer.com slash RPGamer. Use the code BRIDGE10. Get 10% off. Or you can go to, um, what's the other one? TryLootCrate.com slash RPGamer with the code BRIDGE10. Get 10% off. Sign up for those things, and then that gets us a teeny tiny little bit of money. So that's <laughs> something you could do. Um, or just go click on all our ads. <laughs> that's a good way to support us, too. Uh, we're working on the new version of the site. Um, progress is being made. We're, we're in the back-end design phase. It was real busy. Uh, real... Um, real messy is what i meant to say because there's a lot of hard decisions to make and like you can't predict the future of what you're going to want so you're making decisions that are going to affect what you can do and you don't know the future and it's really hard and anxiety causing so working through that and then all that and then we can finally have a pretty looking site again so hopefully we'll get there my goal is to have it done this year so we'll see how that goes um and yeah that's my update for you and with that we're gonna call it and thanks everybody for being on and uh, thank you kelly alice Anna marie and you dear listener we'll catch you next week until then bye everybody bye 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 bye